in this corner, living with tundra-like conditions and making our hills alive with the song of bird sounds, are the mountain species. And in this corner, living and working in our backyards is the valley species. That's right, folks. Today is the epic battle of birds, mountains versus valleys. Hello, and welcome back to Birding by Ear. If you're new here, I'm Beth, and I'm on a journey to teach myself how to identify birds I see by the sounds they make. I make these podcasts for my own learning, and if you want to learn too, come along. Today, we will compare pairs of birds that have one species that live primarily in the mountains or at high elevations with a similar species that live at lower elevations, their valley-dwelling counterparts. We will match up Mountain chickadees versus black-capped chickadees, stellar jays versus woodhouse scrub jays, and finally, Cassin's finch versus house finch. Are you ready for the first matchup? Our first matchup is chickadees. Who doesn't love a chickadee? If I was hard-pressed, I may even say chickadees are my favorite bird. I do love them a lot. There are two species that are common in my area, the black-capped and the mountain chickadee. Mountain chickadees are typically seen at high elevation, obviously, and black-capped chickadees typically inhabit lower elevations. Hence, mountains versus valleys. However, be mindful of the foothills and mid-elevations where both can be hanging out, and of course, there's always the wandering bird that can show up above or below their typical habitat. In my personal experience, Black-capped chickadees are way more vocal than mountain chickadees. I don't know if there's any science behind this or if it's just been my own experience, but I have often seen flocks of mountain chickadees not making any noise, but very rarely do I find black-capped chickadees that aren't making a racket. Again, this might just be my own experience. Chickadees make a lot of sounds, and they act as sentinels of mixed flocks. Other birds will hang out with them, especially during migrations, and chickadees will warn everyone of potential danger. If you hear chickadees, always take a minute to look around and see if they're hanging out with other birds. Black-capped chickadees in particular, vocalizations have been highly studied and are fascinating. They have different calls for different types of threats. For example, the more Ds they put on the end of the chickadee call, the higher the alarm level but they also have a call that can mean be quiet and hold still. It's really interesting, and I definitely recommend Googling it. But for the purposes of this episode, we're just going to focus on the most common call and songs. Typically, bird calls are shorter and simpler than their songs. However, chickadees are a bit of the reverse. The common chickadee call that gave rise to their name and is often recognizable by birders and non-birders alike, is their call, not their song. Their song are in many ways simpler, but still amazing, if you ask me. And the classic chickadee call is where we begin today, beginning with the black-capped chickadee. Here is the black-capped chickadee chickadee.
chickadees can break this call up into parts. At least, that's what it sounds like to me. So, for example, here is just the chicka part. They can also do the D part by itself. So let's listen a whole chickadee together again. Now let's listen to the mountain chickadees chickadee. Now let's play them back to back. First the black cap, then the mountain. The mountain chickadee sounds like it's got a sore throat. It's raspier and harsher than the black cap. Let's listen one more time to the comparison. First the black cap, then the mountain. Now let's move on to the chickadee song. Here is a typical black cap chickadee song. That is one of my most favorite sounds. As common as it is, I never get tired of hearing it. A common mnemonic for this is Phoebe, but that's wrong. I'm just kidding. Whatever helps you remember it is just fine, but the correct mnemonic, however, is Spring's here. Spring's here. What a great mnemonic because it helps us remember that this is their song, not their call. Therefore, it will be mostly heard during the breeding season. And it's such a happy, cheerful song. While this song is typically two notes, they do sometimes have three notes.
Now let's listen to the Mountain Chickadee song. The mountain chickadee song is more variable with three to six syllables. They're just a little extra. Also listen for the difference in pacing. Now let's do a quick comparison. First the black cap and then the mountain. Now, before we leave chickadees, for our next matchup, these are just two of seven species of chickadees that can be found in the U.S. There is also the chestnut-backed chickadee of the Pacific Northwest, the Mexican chickadee in Southeast Arizona, the boreal chickadee that lives in the boreal forest of Canada and Alaska, the gray-headed chickadee, which is the Arctic version in Upper Alaska and Canada, and of course, the Carolina chickadee of the Southeast. I love chickadees, so maybe one day we can do a chickadee extravaganza and compare them all. But for today, we'll just stick with these two. If you live in an area with a different chickadee, hopefully this will help jump you off to know what to listen for when you compare your local chickadees. Would you rather go to the mountain or to the beach? Beach. Why? Because of water. Because of water? <laughs> okay. Would you rather go to the mountain or to the beach? Um, both would work, but preferably the beach because there's going to be hot shirtless guys. <laughs> Are you ready for the next matchup? The next battle of birds will have to do with jays, specifically scrub jays versus stellar's jay. Let's begin with the scrub jay. The Woodhouse scrub jay and the California scrub jays were split into two species in 2016. Much of what I talk about today will apply to both species. However, the California voice differs in pitch, tone, and number of syllables. 
I'll mostly focus on the Woodhouse scrub jay, as that is the common one in my area. But I'll play a track or two for my California listeners. There is also the Florida scrub jay and the island scrub jay, which I won't talk about, but if you live near one of those species, hopefully this will help build a foundation for a comparison. Like many jays, scrub jays are very vocal with up to 20 separate call types. Their songs are a soft melody of seat notes that is only typically used during courtship and when the pair is close. Since it's not very common to hear, we're going to skip the true song. The most common call is a harsh upward squawk. Here is a track of the California script day. Notice the higher pitch and less hoarse quality. And now the Woodhouse scrub jay again. The rising quality of this call always makes me think like it's asking a question. Scrub jays also have a rapid series of calls that sound like this. Now, let's compare this jay to our mountain specialty, the Stellar's jay. Stellar's jays have a harsh jay-like call that is downslurred rather than rising like the scrub jay. They also have a rapid series, but it's usually lower and harsher than scrub jays. Now let's do a quick comparison. First the Woodhouse scrub jay followed by the Stellar's jay. Let's listen one more time to the comparison. First the scrub jay followed by the Stellar's jay. And now the Stellar's jay. Shh. <laughs> 
Would you rather go to the mountains or to a beach? Whichever has the least number of people at. Would you rather go to the mountains or the beach? The beach. Why? I can go swimming. Unless there's sharks. All right. Our last matchup is one promised in one of my very first episodes called Backyard Beauties. And that is the house finch versus the Cassin's Finch. First, let's review the House Finch song. The House Finch song has that rising zri at the end. Now, let's listen to the song of the Cassin's Finch. Cassin's Finch sing a rolling warbler song with a fast series of short syllables. They can also mimic other birds, so be watchful of that. One more time, the Cassin's Finch song. Now let's play those songs back to back. First the house finch song and then the Cassine's finch song. Okay, now let's talk about calls. As a reminder, the house finch call sounds like this. Cassin's finch, both males and females, give a distinctive liquid calls with two or three syllables. Now let's play those calls back to back. First the house finch, then the Cassine's finch. Okay, 
Well, that's it for our first Battle of the Birds, Mountains versus Valleys. I hope you found it helpful. Audio recordings in today's episode are from the Cornell Guide to Bird Sounds, the collection found on audubon.org, and the following people who shared their recordings on xenocanto.org. Paul Marvin, Ted Floyd, Thomas G. Graves, Willen Van Villey. Thanks everybody so much for listening. This may be the last episode I published for a little bit. It's been a busy spring, but we'll see. So if you haven't already, um, subscribe to this channel and then you can be notified if I do publish some more episodes. If not any this spring, look for some this fall and then again um, next year. In the meantime, I'd love it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I would love to know what you think and what birds you want to hear. You can also reach out to me through my Facebook page, which is Birding by Ear Podcast at Facebook. Thanks, everyone, and I'll see you soon.